I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we're here to lovingly snark on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup for the 2020 season. And we have a very exciting movie tonight because we have another 90s television star on our <laughs> on our slate here. Christmas comes twice. And tonight is Sunday, December 13th. I don't even know what days are, what weeks are anymore because <laughs> of the pandemic, but I'm pretty sure it's Sunday because um, we watched a movie yesterday. And um, yeah, we have Tamara Maori Housley is the star of this, one of the sisters of Sister Sister, sister. fame. So, And yesterday uh, we had Corey Matthews. So it's right. been a really nostalgic weekend for us. Yes. And it'll be doubly nostalgic because we have a time travel movie. So what does our little blurb say for this one, Austin? Okay. So the blurb for this movie is when a Christmas carnival comes to town, a ride on the carousel transports a top newscaster back in time giving her a second chance at love. So we made some predictions relating to this movie, and we're going to post those up on Twitter so we can see if we're right in real time. Um, but what is we, we had six, but it's really seven, I think, this time. Yeah, because so. we kind of we did that thing where you think it's one way and I think it's another for right. one of us. We, we don't agree on right. one of our predictions. So based on the limited things that I have seen in the previews, I can she's going to go back in time to switch careers because she seems unhappy with a career choice. But I actually think she's going back there to discover that she gave up her true chance at love. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that there's a carnival here. And I think one of our side love stories, because we always get a side love story, is going to be one of the Christmas Carnival people. And I hope it's Marvelous Jim, because <laughs> he just feels like the right character he for that. He seems like he would be working at the carnival, wouldn't he? And he deserves love. Right. I would watch that movie. Um, so our next prediction, this is the one we disagreed on, because we said if she goes back in time, she has to return to her original timeline in some right. way. I said it's too cliche for what Austin's going to say. So <laughs> I think that she goes back to the original timeline by her first, her true love kiss. She's going to, she's going to fall in so love. They're going to kiss. Disney kind of. Yes. Okay. And that's going to be what transports her back in time. And for me, I think that she's going to have to get back on the carousel to go back to the future. Right. And that was, I, I do. That's probably, let's be honest, what's actually going to happen. But I want it to not be that. So that's where I'm coming from with that. Um, I also think that this carousel and this um, carnival in general will have some sort of special family tie for her. So like her mother used to ride on that carousel or something. You know, it's it's literally transporting her back in time, but also something that sort of metaphorically ties to her past. Right. And there's some sort of background that she has with astronomy based on the previews. So I think we are 100% going to get our CGI shooting star like we have deserved in every we, single one of these movies. Time. We've been predicting this for a while. We got a, at least one, if not more, last season. We got a lot last so season. It, we've, had, we've had one actually decently CGI shooting star. And I'm looking for the thing that looks like a giant meteoroid is going to come crash into the earth. <laughs> but I'll take a little light CGI. That's fine. And then I struggled with my last prediction. So I went to my trusty wheel. We have a regular plot wheel and a jobs wheel. So we know that she um, is working in, she's a newscaster or something with astronomy. Um, and so my thought for the male lead after I spun the wheel is that he is a vague academic. That's what the wheel told me. So he's some sort of vague Love PhD it. student academic person. Love it. Um, 
Well, I also just want to say before we go and watch this movie, thank you to so many people who have been reaching out to us over this past week. Mm-hmm. We have really appreciated all the like loving like comments and tweets and it's just so nice. We just appreciate our listeners so much. We really enjoy doing this and it's so nice to hear that you all enjoy listening to it as well. Right, because we're about to go live tweet this and live tweeting has really brought us to a really fun community of people. So if you ever want to join us there for the tweeting that we, you won't be able to do it for this movie because by the time you're listening to this podcast, it's already done. But we're every Saturday and Sunday night for the premieres, we're live tweeting these. Um, our, our Instagram handle is at Hallmark Snark. You can also find us at Facebook at Hallmark Snark and on Instagram and Twitter. So um, we're at all of those places. You can also, if you're really feeling the love uh, this Christmas season, (laughs) give us a review over on iTunes so that you can also connect with us through letting us know what you think and feel about the podcast and also help us to reach more listeners uh, because that's a big part of the iTunes algorithm. So So we're going to go watch this movie so we can figure out what we got right and then snark on it like we always do. Awesome. All right, we are back. We're back. We have watched this movie. We, we have transported in time for you. <laughs> you've transport you you've transported two hours into the future. Um, we have now we have this movie inside of our brains, and we're going to tell you right. what and, we thought. And just like Christmas came twice in this movie, it came twice for us because we watched it two times. We did. We we <laughs> usually we have to watch it once to live tweet, and then we have to watch it again to actually learn what happens in the movie. So I'm going to tell you Tara, what happened. Tell in this us movie. what happened in this movie. All right. So in this movie starring uh, Tamara Mowry Housley as Cheryl and Michael Xavier as George, we have Cheryl who is, I guess, home for the holidays. She works at the federal science foundation in Washington, DC, and she's headed home and her hometown has a little carnival that comes up at Christmas and she's going to visit the carnival. So she, you know, is hanging out at the carnival. So she sees some people from her town from the past. And then she turns around and outside of the gates of the carnival is this very weird, very janky looking carousel. So what better thing to do than run and go jump on it to see what happens. So she jumps onto the carousel. It immediately cranks up, spins around and it stops. She gets off. Seems like nothing's wrong, but she quickly realizes that she has been transported five years into the past because she had some regrets from several things, five things in particular that happened in the past. Um, One of those is she was not very nice to her sister. So her sister is wanting to start a new baking business and a bakery, and she's not been very pleasant about that. And so as she is in this past timeline, she has to kind of realize that her sister has her own passions and kind of rebuild that relationship. Um, She was supposed to go on a date with a man named Terrence. Um, he's going to be the mayor of the town, or he is, he, he is going to be the mayor of the town. He becomes the mayor of the town. And um, she thought that she missed that date, and that was going to be the great love of her life. And so she shows up to that date and realizes, in fact, no, he is not the love of her life, and all he wants is votes from her. So she's not interested. Um, she has some regrets about Miss Nelson. Sad, sad story there. Miss Nelson passed away from a heart condition uh, sometime in the five year ago timeline just after that. And so, you know, just seeing that Miss Nelson is still alive, she's her favorite science teacher, you know, she wants to go and reconnect with Miss Nelson, and perhaps warn her about 
the impending fate that is about to fall upon her. But after conversations with Miss Nelson, it re-energizes Cheryl in thinking about what it is she wants to do with her life, but also that sometimes fate is fate and that can't be tempted. And she doesn't she doesn't try to stop Miss Nelson's inevitable fate um, and just knows that that is that is her fate and that is that she's going to die and that's going to have to be okay. Um, Dr. Phillips is the man who offered her her job for the Federal Science Foundation five years prior. And she desperately doesn't want to do that. She wants to go a different direction. She wants to seek different things. But she realizes when she's finally forced to have her meeting with Dr. Phillips that, in fact, this was the thing for her to do. The job she's had for the five past five years is exactly where she's supposed to be. And that if she hadn't been in that job giving grants to people for science projects, that those projects not, would, have, would have never happened and that that mark on the world can't be undone and she has to go and do it. So she ends up taking the job, even though she was desperately trying to not do that in this timeline. And then finally, the thing that she didn't know that she she needed to go back and deal with was George, her childhood friend from school who is now a science teacher at the local junior high school. She ends up working with George on some after school program stuff and falling in love with George and realizing just before she gets back on that carousel to be transported back into the, the future timeline that she's in love with George. She's showing him, he, she's told him that she thinks that she's traveled into the past. She's showing him the carousel. It whips her back around and lo and behold, she's dropped back into the current timeline and she goes and she, you know, finds her parents, gets things settled, sets up her telescope, looks at the sky. And who comes out of the school? George there to tell her that she dropped her scarf five years ago when she was transported on the carousel, that he's been waiting for her all this time and that he loves her too. Because as she took that ride around, she was like, I think I'm in love with you, George. And so they kiss and everything is wonderful and they lived happily ever after to be the only people in the entire movie to ride on the ferris wheel at the carnival (laughs) the end (laughs) i like how you threw a little snark there at the end um well done there were a lot of of plot points but yeah basically and that's not linearly how it happened but i figured the best way to kind of convey it i loved it through compartmentalizing the different storylines so I think there's one small storyline that's important, like important to note, which is she also saves the Christmas tree topper that shattered. That was a crystal right. Christmas tree topper that her cat, right. her parents' cat, knocks over and ends up saving that Grandma's as well. Angel, yeah. So, uh, super Grandma's important. crystal angel, <laughs> super super important to the plot. But otherwise, you hit on every single thing. Um, yeah. So this one actually had a pretty straightforward plot. It was a pretty minus the time travel element. It was a pretty straightforward Hallmark movie. So how were our predictions? Uh, what was our what are our, our points for this? OK, so she thinks she's only going back in time to switch career tracks. Check. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't even know she's going back in time, mm-hmm. but she thinks like that's the thing she should do. That is not take the job at the Federal Science Foundation, right. but instead, what is it that she wants she, to so do So she instead? wants, at the beginning of the movie, she sees that her comet that she had been researching in her oh, master's right, program that's orbiting behind uh, Pluto, um, someone has laid claim to it. And, and she she's wanted like, to go back with she the wants astronomy to go back route. To her, exactly. Mm-hmm. She wants to go back to the astronomy route. And so that was kind of the drive of like, I have this opportunity to not get stuck in a career that doesn't make sense to what I was originally studying. And then, you know, there's other things like, oh, I have the opportunity to maybe save Miss Nelson, my beloved high school teacher. Mm-hmm. But she never thought it was about George. She thought it was maybe this date with the mayor. 
Well, and, and with with her sister, she thought she was saving the sister too. Actually, right, because the sister like was she gonna, was afraid she was going to make a bad decision because right. her sister's basically like bought like shrimp forks before she's even booked her first catering business. You know, like right. she's just cart before horse kind of situation mm-hmm. on on a restaurant. But she comes to realize all that. But what she didn't realize it was about love with George. Right. So I do think it's a point for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I also do not get a point <laughs> because we did not have marvelous Jim, yeah. nor did we have any we carnival. Mean, no, well, yeah. We had like one minor person who gave them the snowballs to like knock down <laughs> um, and get the largest prize it ever for one knockdown. Like Rudolph, but like a very hard stuffed one, it not like, like a soft one. Four you feet. could prop him up in the yard <laughs> and he wouldn't fall over. But yeah, no point for that one. Um, she did have to ride the carousel to go back to the future. Yeah, I don't get that point. I I lost that one. It was exactly what you said it was and exactly what it probably should have been. <laughs> um, and, I, it does yeah. not have any special family tie, so I don't no. get any points there. Um, we did not get a shooting star, even though astronomy is a pretty big thing. A comet is a pretty big thing we in this. We got a little constellation twinkle. <laughs> Not 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 close. a shooting star. not a shooting star. It we did like, get a little twinkle twinkle like, wink wink winkle <laughs> like twinkle wink. Like look at me, I'm a constellation. I don't think a twinkle wink <laughs> counts as a shooting star. Well, you know it does count as my last point, which is for vague academic, because I asked Twitter if I got that one, and they said yes. So because <laughs> he is that's a not high even school me. teacher who was gonna go and be you know med he school. He was gonna take so. his MCATs, but he decided Perfect. he wanted to teach, and he also was into science. So I think vague academic counts, even though I did really mean like PhD student. <laughs> hey, you don't have to tell anybody. It's our game, Shh. our rules. Just between us and everybody in the world who listens to this podcast, which <laughs> which is not everyone in the world. <laughs> it's, it's a good number of people. That's fair. That's so we fair. love you all. You yeah. can you can if you disagree with me, come fight me. <laughs> come tell me on Twitter in a nice way. Gently fight me. <laughs> Why are you provoking our listeners? I'm sorry, dear listeners, but yeah, you can fight her on Twitter. That's fine. Um <laughs> at Hallmark Snark. Um, okay. So let's start with our sparks for this movie. So I have I liked this movie in general. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was a unique way. So my biggest spark is like black women in STEM is yes. awesome. Yes. Yes, that was my favorite part of this, especially on Twitter, the community of just black women scientists that were out watching this to support it and yeah. some of the the cool tweets that we saw from them. It was like, yeah, Hallmark, you know, trying to at least give us, first of all, some STEM. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, we had a we had an interracial parents because mm-hmm. the mother was white and the father was black. We had, you know, Tamara Maury. Has she been in any of these? I don't know. Movies? I don't know. I'd if have she's, to look back been in any before but yeah that was definitely a spark so that's a that's a big spark for me i think also just in term in terms of the story it was a little i mean it was different the time travel wasn't hokey Mm -hmm. and like we got with a timeless christmas but it really allowed the formula to be turned around a little bit so it didn't feel as predictable though like i was not worried at any point in time um, so I really enjoyed that. And like, we didn't have any supporting members have their own love story. So it was really focused on our lead woman and the, the stories that she wanted to be part of. Like, so that's, right. that's an interesting approach. Cause normally we have kind of some throwaway unsupported side characters and we really had more well-developed side characters in this one. 
Um, one of my sparks was Miss Nelson. I yeah. thought she was lovely. Um, just uh, a lot of great scenes with her and the the thoughts that she has on education and the value of that and the value of science. And again, a black woman science teacher mm-hmm. and everybody who was into science in this movie was black, which mm-hmm. was great. Um, so just like that representation. Except for Dr. Phillips, I guess. Yeah, well, I guess <laughs> the, the, the three main characters, because right. George was a science teacher, Miss Nelson was a science teacher, and then uh, Cheryl was a scientist working for several different organizations throughout the movie. But um, yeah, I liked that. And my main star, if I could give out a VIP or an MVP for this movie, Mr. Tibbles. I was going to say the cat. <laughs> I really like the cat too. That cat was so fluffy <laughs> and so bad. <laughs> and he's going to break grandma's angel. But he doesn't because it's saved. But it's like, he's just so fluffy. <laughs> he was a little fluffy cat. So I, I like did Mr. like Mr. Tibbles. And I, I like also that like the name. name. <laughs> Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> Rascally Mr. Tibbles. <laughs> okay. So those are our sparks. Let's get down to business and let's talk about snarks. Well, and my snarks are kind of my sparks because I liked just how kind of silly this movie was. So like premise-wise, yeah. These are very loving snarks because this is what we signed up for. This is the hallmark that we love because it's just so like This goes to like Snow Globe territory. Right. If you've just, ever seen that movie, if you haven't, please go watch Snow Globe because it's an amazing movie. We we get this no explanation kinda... for the magic. <laughs> the magic makes no sense. There's glaring plot holes. <laughs> but gosh, is it just like at least it's something a little different, even right. though it's basically the same. Right. They, it's different. They package it up a little bit differently and just enough to where I like it. So, okay. Loving snarks. Here we go. <laughs> I think the biggest one we have to start with is the I, time travel because... Yeah. I was left with a lot of questions. I think you were too. I was. And, and you know, this is not going to be a thinky time travel movie where they explain, like, why the carousel is there, why it transports you back in time. Have other people gone back in time? Are we even really acknowledging or caring or stressing out about the fact that we've gone back in time? No. Nope. It's we just We just thing. accept it and never really question Um, We don't really tell a lot of people. She only tells George. And Miss Nelson. Oh, she does tell Miss Nelson. But it's like she's not going around. But she realizes people are not going to believe her. Right. And she she herself kind of accepts it. I mean, it's like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. I don't really want to worry about how to get back to my original timeline. But here are the questions as a viewer that I feel like rose above. Okay, if we accept the fact that there's a time travel piece to this, whatever. But these are things that I feel like should have at least been nodded to. Okay. Number one is why did she not try to save Ms. Nelson? That was probably my biggest. And, and they do try to acknowledge that in the film. She has a conversation with Ms. Nelson where she is debating whether to, to tell her, like, if you could save somebody, would you save somebody? And she says to Ms. Nelson um, something along the lines of, if you could know what was going to happen, would you want to know? Right. And Miss Nelson's like, no, I think that fate is like a gift unto the tree to be unwrapped and we live for today, we live for today or whatever. And so basically saying like she didn't want to know either right. that she knows that t- uh, Tamara Cheryl. Cheryl was trying to tell her something hard and she didn't want to hear it or just like she they were just talking vaguely about something. And then Cheryl knew that that was her cue to 
not tell her. Which, okay, fine, except for the following issues. Because Cheryl, when she first gets there, warns her parents about Mr. Tibbles. She says, do not leave Mr. Tibbles alone with this Christmas tree so that this crystal angel topper that's our grandmother's does not come shattering to the floor. And lo and behold, at the end of the movie, it's fine. Right. Right. She gets on the carousel. She changed the past. She changed the past. She gets on the carousel and screams out to George, I'm falling in love with you. She travels <laughs> forward five years. That changes the future. Mm -hmm. So these two things. So she decided that it was okay to save a Christmas tree topper and to fall in love. But by God, just saying, Miss Nelson, I really encourage you to go to the doctor. Well, that's what it's like. If Miss <laughs> Nelson died from something unpreventable. And then you just are like, like if an anvil had just fallen out of the sky and killed Miss Nelson. And, well, I mean, even then you would just say, don't go to the park that day right. or whatever. Just step two, like at but 215. Just, <laughs> but just something that was going to be unpreventable. Yeah. Um, like that, you know, that she was going to get cancer and that, you know, at this point that there probably wasn't anything you could do to stop that. Right. Um, but like a heart condition feels like something, depending on what the condition was, that you could say, please go yeah. get some testing done on your heart. That there might be something that they could do to, to give her some more years at least. Right, because she like she at first realized like she's like maybe I'll try and change things, and then she realizes I shouldn't change things, but then she still changes things with George, and so I just like I wonder like why did Cheryl believe these two things were worth saving, but not Miss Nelson, like, and then. That aside, she's talking to Miss Nelson about, I've decided to take that job that I already have in the future because of all these major projects I'm going to help fund. And Miss Nelson goes, oh, like what? And she's like, I can't talk about that. She knows Miss Nelson's going to die because she's not told her to do anything right. to fix that. You can tell a woman who's about to die what cool things she's going to miss out on in her future. So it was just like, do we really value Miss Nelson, Cheryl? Do no, we? No. And and I, I know storyline wise why the movie can't let her not Absolutely. die. It changes too much. And, you know, the whole thing is I, I, I think that this idea of fate and we just kind of have to let things happen like they were going to happen and not mess with them too much. Uh, but Hallmark's clearly not in the business of dealing with the big questions of time travel and what the rules are of time travel and what you can and can't do. So they just kind of let that one go by having Miss Nelson shut it all down or right. what they thought was shutting it down. Right. It's like, if, I think if they had given her a different kind of like illness that was not preventable, that would have shut it down. Mm -hmm. Right. Like something that you knew, even if you told her, wouldn't change it. Right. Um, so I think the, the other thing in terms of time travel that I had lots of questions about is like in my limited understanding of time travel, when you travel back in the past, you have to avoid your past self. Her past self was not there. It yeah. was her. Where was she in this timeline? Right. I'm very confused. Because she had her clothes on. She had her purse. So it wasn't like she like magically like her soul transported to her mm -hmm. old self. It was her physical being that transported. And I just struggled with that because then also questions come up from that. When she goes into her purse and pulls out her phone, one, <laughs> are like, does her AT&T, Verizon, Cricket, whatever you've got work five years ago? Do you still have the same number? If you text someone, like if you were texting with your sister 
in the future or your best friend who you haven't met yet could you text them from the past to the future oh, wow. like how does that when you pull up your calendar does it show five when years when you go from to now? facebook what facebook are you seeing right these are the questions i want answered <laughs> well, well so my big question with this timeline is you know you have a storyline where she goes back in the past and she her other Cheryl is just gone, right? We don't know where she is. <laughs> right. Nobody's like, you were just here a minute ago and you had different hair. You know, she's the only Cheryl that's mm-hmm. in this timeline. So that other Cheryl five years and one day ago ceases to exist anymore, I guess. And then what happens when she goes forward again in time? Does the other Cheryl resume her life or does that past version of her basically from years five years ago till today mm-hmm. is the Cheryl that's in that timeline does she know what's happened right or not and either way let's say she doesn't right she goes back and then she she's living her regular life um because it's like she could call George up right and then but even if she isn't herself, even mm-hmm. if it's it's the the no knowledge Cheryl in that five years, mm-hmm. George knows, right? And George and he knows enough because he's waiting for her and he's holding onto his scarf, the scarf, and he's like, and he says, ready. "I had to wait for you because I so love you too." Does he just say, "I don't know what's happening with this, and so I don't want to touch it and mess everything up, so I'm just going to wait till it's five years in the future, and then we know we're back in the game." Or it's like, why Why did you not, like, find her? And Tell not, her. I mean, like, and fine if Give you were her. scared of, like. Messing ma- with the physics of the universe? No, not even that. I wasn't even going to go that far. I was going to say, fine if you were worried about her thinking you were crazy. Why don't you just, like, reconnect with her? Because you both said in your, when Cheryl, future Cheryl came in love past, with him. said, I missed you while I was gone. He said, I missed you, too. So they both missed each other. And he had that kernel of information. He could have just played the long, like the long game, right? He could have just been like befriending her all this time so that he was around her so that when she got back there, they actually could have had a proposal. Like, I wondered if we were going to have like kids in a house when she went back to the future. That would be an interesting way to play it. It's like she gets off the carousel and he's there with a ring and he's like, in those five years, we fell in love. We we were together. We were. It's been five years. But and maybe she's she'd like, be oh, mad. Yeah, we did. I missed. I missed the whole first five years of our relationship. Yeah. I mean, I get I maybe why they decided. Basically, there's no other way to do this movie because there's so many holes in the time travel part that it's just not possible. And so we're just going to suspend that. But it is definitely snarkable. Absolutely. One snark we probably should have brought up during the predictions part. Mm -hmm. So we got our little summary from Philo. The IMDB summary is also different. And then the one on Hallmark.com is different. None of those summaries are the same. There were some strange edits in this process or something. So fun fact, she is not a newscaster. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's not a newscaster at all. Yeah, she works for the Federal Science Foundation. She gives grants. uh, And she's talking about going back to being an astrophysicist or astronomer or whatever. And, yeah, nowhere in there is she. And I was disappointed because I wanted... A newscaster. I do too. I love a good newscaster. I know. That's why you liked Good Morning Christmas. I know. 
but we didn't Strange get them. Strange choice. Like, did they originally write it that way? Was that just wrong information? Well, we will never know. And, it, and Bad Christmas Bingo found, like, these other ones, and it was basically, like, they rewrote it and rewrote it, and finally, I think they just cut out the newscaster because they probably didn't spend as much time in the future wanting to explain why does a new ca- newscaster come back. Who knows? But whenever those people put up the summary, it was wrong, and then they didn't care to update it. I think this is <laughs> this is where we see COVID come in, where it's right. like, Ah, people will watch. It doesn't really matter what the summary of the movie is. Right. And that, yeah, they never changed it. So, and it's still up there now, even after the movie's played and it's clearly <laughs> wrong. Um, so let's maybe talk about the carnival. <laughs> so we go to a Christmas carnival. Can I say my snark first? Absolutely. And Tara's going to tell you her snark about the carnival. Go I know ahead. you had a whole thing. You were, you were no, queued up. You it's were all right. Going into I'm ready. It. I'm ready to listen. The rides are running throughout this movie. Um, there's like a, what do, what do they call it? A berry go round? It's, it's, it's like one of those like teacup spinny things, but it's strawberries. And they're spinning around. And then there's a Ferris wheel. Those are the two rides you can see through the whole movie. Not a single soul riding on any of these rides, <laughs> except for at the very beginning, there is a giant teddy bear going for a ride around the Ferris wheel. <laughs> And that is it. Every time they show them, they are empty. They are empty. Because clearly COVID is happening in the real world when they're filming this. But it just looks like the creepiest carnival where there's people walking around. The snow is patchy AF all on the ground. Well, I was going to say, they made it look like an authentic carnival because, like, the patchy snow really conveys, like, the dirty griminess that I think of when I think of, like, our, mm-hmm. our town's carnival stuff. Where it's like you're in someone's foot, like a football field that's used by one of the big high schools. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of gets really gross and grimy. There's corn dog sticks everywhere. And I felt like they captured that atmosphere in this carnival. Do people do carnivals in the snow like this? There's got to be something with that it can damage the equipment. I mean, is it a thing to do Christmas carnivals? I mean, they only come in the summer. That's so. what I've never seen. They don't come here in the wintertime. And this is North Carolina. It's not that and cold. certainly not in the snow. I mean, I guess, like, why would you want to be on the Ferris wheel when it's, like, I love snowing? a good <laughs> ne- negative 20s <laughs> Ferris wheel ride. <laughs> Ow. It's got to mess with the mechanics or something. Well... Maybe that's why there's nobody on the rides, because it's not Because it's too loud. <laughs> they might... They might malfunction. But they keep calling this a Christmas carnival. And the same rides that are there in the present are there five years ago. And my question is, why is it strawberries? This what do Christmas strawberries have strawberries. to do with Christmas? I'm going to get you some Christmas strawberries. Like, is that a thing I'm not aware They're of? They're red and green, Austin. There was no green on them. It was just red and but white. Strawberry, you, you know <laughs> what a strawberry looks like. Is a little green top on it. Little, little so top. It's, it's a Christmas fruit. It's a Christmas fruit. Okay. I'm going to give okay. you strawberries for I'm Christmas. I'm just like, why couldn't it have been like cups of cocoa? Like a tea, like the, oh, you know, yeah. like the teaspoon things. Like you could have just been well, like a cup of cocoa. we know the answer to that, which is that's what they had available in <laughs> Vancouver for the weeks that they were filming the movie. I mean, yeah, if you want to get real about it. I mean, there were also some like back behind all the carnival stuff. There were like covered wagons. <laughs> I, I don't know what they were doing there. It was that it's like a pioneer park when yeah. we're not. <laughs> so there's like a Ferris wheel and a berry go around with nobody on them. And then some empty covered wagons and some patchy snow. That's the, that's, that's, if that sounds like 
creepy rando that's kind of what this carnival looked like well and also that every day these people are at the carnival yet no one's on the ride and there's nothing to do there there's like three things (laughs) exactly so i don't know how many times you go to your local carnival like we have one that sets up down at the stadium in the parking lot if i were to go i would go once it's Mm -hmm. not like let's go down to the carnival again it reminds me of that five-star christmas where they kept going to the the festival and they had to like ban them from going I want to be like you can't go to that festival anymore. No, no more carnival. Or like Chanto Christmas, where all they ever went was to like that little yeah Christmas <laughs> market. It's just like how I mean I get it because if you spent money on a Ferris wheel, and I know they're actually not cheap because I've looked at what it costs to rent them for big outdoor events. Yeah, I get why you might want to use it more than once in your production. <laughs> it needed to be present in as many shots as possible. So George and Cheryl snarky to each other i would say right out the bat cheryl's just like on him she i mean she came out guns blazing yep on claws claws were out and she was just like she was provoking i think the antagonistic nature that he showed her in a in a mean way and i don't know if it was just the way that tamara played it but it was it was too sassy it was too i mean we're snarky folk but I don't know that it's her. I, would I don't know that, that it's the way she did it because like if we think like I think about that first scene, not where they meet, but when they're at the school and the science club. Right. And, and he's, he's teaching, teaching, the teaching class. a class of mm. students, impressionable minds, y'all. And he's talking about if you had a snowball fight on a different planet and she's like, mm and he was like, Mars doesn't have water. They have carbon. She'd be like, and it'd be like be throw like- in dry ice. <laughs> and he was like, I think you're overthinking it. And she's like, well, I think you're underthinking it. And no matter how you deliver that line, it's going to come off mean. Right. And then the Miss Nelson's like, so kids, this is an example of friction <laughs> at play, which was cute. You can see her trying to kind of lighten the mood because it was a little bit like, bruh, you are in front of a class of kids. You got to know better than to just be that rude right and they were super rude to each other but luckily they fall in love and realize that really the root of their meanness is because they love each other deeply crushing (laughs) on each other yeah i mean i just like i had people in high school that i was really snarky with if i saw them now i would not immediately be doing that right out the gate i would be like hey long time no see and then we might roll back into that eventually because that's not the starting place and they never really fully explained where this rivalry comes from like it's clear they talk a little bit about like where they were in like the academic decathlon thingies he says he says that he didn't get very good grades and then they were in the same class and he wanted to compete with her so he started competing uh, and okay, it made him that. better. And that's when he started making good grades. Okay. So something about her kind of inspired him to want to like best her mm-hmm. either because he was annoyed by her. Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. So we're at this school with this after school science club of kids. After what school? Uh-huh. After what school? There's no school. They said <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, school's over. Right. For that's Christmas. Right. Oh, that's my, okay. I was like, wait. Yes, that's the point. It is the winter break. This school is one open with staff in it. Having kids there like close to Christmas and is fully decked out for Christmas. Right. I have, I, I get bothered when I see these public schools so decked out for Christmas. I know it happens. So I don't necessarily want to say it would never happen. But, like, at our school, we're not allowed to be promoting 
right like one major holiday like that like we might would do something where we're trying to represent many holidays but I mean, this had garland on the chalk trays and which is like where are you gonna put your whiteboard Merry markers christmas and christmas bake sale and all this <laughs> you know even when we have concerts or bake sales we call it holiday or winter you know we, we're not allowed to call it christmas and we're in the south all right i have one little baby snark before maybe we do like our ending snarks right so I may have been watching too much of The Queen's Gambit on Netflix lately, but they go to this consignment shop or something where uh, George is looking for a Christmas gift for Miss Nelson and they pick out a snow globe as if that's like a everybody magical... always gets snow globes in <laughs> right. these movies and it's like, oh my gosh. Right. The snow globe market is strong in the Hallmark universe. Um, <laughs> anyway, they come out of this consignment store and there's this giant life-size chess board. And I just all the like automatically went to the Queen's Gambit where she imagines the giant chess pieces on the ceiling because she's taking too many green vitamins, which are like drugs. Mm -hmm. They're little tranquilizers that make her hallucinate and be able to see the chessboard. And I was like, oh, they can see the chessboard. So that <laughs> was like, doing the drugs. <laughs> I was like, they're, they're having too many vitamins. Well, so. and, I mean, there's a, there's a couple different little snarkable moments in here. Like she builds the snowman for her sister just to oh, put yeah. real estate brochures in it to try to convince her to go with a different career path. Well, and why is she trying to convince? So she's telling her sister she to play to her strengths. thinks that she's going to fail. Well, I know why she's trying to pivot her out of that career path. But why does she say, you're a people person. Go into insurance or real estate. And I was like, an MLM is the obvious answer if you're a people person. <laughs> you can join my team and work from home. <laughs> Hashtag boss babe. <laughs> All right. And, and then my other little baby snark is that the guy that runs the HOA, so she's going and she's trying to figure out where people live. She knocks on the door. This very handsome, like, mm -hmm. just beefcake of a man um, opens up the door. And my thought is, Hallmark, why are you not casting this man as your leading man in the movies? Because this would bring in the ladies. Why do we have all these little wiry men? I'm all for a wiry man. Okay. <laughs> but then you see this, like. Football, like football player, player physique yeah. guy. He's just got that like triangle shape. And it just reminds us that we don't have any of that representation. Yeah. On we need beefy men <laughs> on Hallmark. And the people on Twitter were like, that, that man, Hallmark, take note. <laughs> well, and it's also like, if you're going to cast him, give him more lines. Yeah. He was like, I'm sorry. No, they don't live here. I'm just the head of the HOA. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. And it's like, come back, come back. Right. Yes. Let, let's bring you into this movie. This is your audition. See if you can handle a leading role. Okay. So let's, let's wrap up our snarks by wrapping up the end of this movie, because the end of this movie is pretty snarkable. The bonkers banana ending of this movie. So um, she's going to George. He's at the Christmas carnival. She runs into him at the food stand where he is buying an ice cream, even though it is cold enough for snow to stay on the ground. And buying an ice cream in a hallway that looks eerily similar to a hallway that we've seen in at least three or four other movies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But my question is, why are you get, why is this not like an eggnog, heart, like apple cider? It could be hard cider. That's fine, too. Any of the other Christmas beverages, but ice cream, when it is cold, made no sense to me at all. Right. And the ice creams were like below cone line. Yeah. I was like, they are ripping you off at well, this carnival. it's cold. People don't want to have that much ice cream when there's snow on the ground. I mean, they just got like a, a snow event. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, she's like, <laughs> she sees, she sees the carousel 
And she's like, come on, George, it's here. <laughs> Her first thought is, I'm going to go get back on that carousel. <laughs> and of course, as soon as she steps on the carousel, it starts spinning. And it's not spinning fast. I think spinning might be too aggressive of a rotating. verb. It is, yes, yeah, slowly turning. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. And it's like, you could step Just off. Step slowly off the slowly moving circular rotating device. And why did you step on it? Not thinking it was going to take you back in time. Yeah, I thought there was going to be more of a del- deliberation like, oh, do I want to go back? What does this mean? Here's right. what happens if, if this does take me back. I do need to go back. I'll see you in five years. Wait for me. Will you wait for me? No. Instead, it was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's moving. I love you, George. And then she <laughs> walks off and she realizes she's back in her current timeline. And then she goes and decides to go look at the stars through her telescope outside. And George randomly finds her. Like, how does he know that he that she's there? Right. Like she would. I would have thought she would have stayed at the carnival and he would have been waiting for her when right. she got off the carousel. He knows this whole thing centered around a, a, a carousel. Right. Just like go wait. And I guess the carousel's not always there because when she tried to go find it, it wasn't there right. anymore. So maybe it knows to show up when it's most needed. But, you know, he could at least been hanging around the carnival so that he right. would be there when it happened. Absolutely. Like, it just didn't make sense. And then again, how did he just find her? Like, he had no idea she was going to be out on that sidewalk. She didn't say, I'll see you at the corner of the school. <laughs> she just said, I think I'm falling in love with you. And then when he comes up to her, Tara, what does he say? He says, you've dropped this. The scarf. I've been waiting for you for five years. Why did he not call her? Right. I'm just. Yeah. This didn't need to be the first time they talked since. But again, I'm just going to say that the only thing that works there is that he was worried about messing with the time space continuum by talking to her in those five years. And he didn't want to mess it up or he 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 just knew that he had to wait till the person the version of her that he fell in love with is the one that had then been transported to the future. And that's the Cheryl he needed to talk. Right. And she asked, like, I thought you didn't believe in changing fate. And he's like, well, I guess I was wrong. And I was like, well, I guess Miss Nelson learned that a little too late, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's the casualty <laughs> to this. <laughs> I mean, I think they did it nicely, but I still I still cannot believe that she didn't try and change or communicate more things about the future to people in the past. Like, and I can't believe George didn't go, I met my, like, I re-met the woman I'm going to marry, but I have to wait five years. Like, did he not tell a single soul? Like, that's some willpower. Because he probably sounded crazy. That's true. They're not going to And maybe he them. did tell someone, but then they... For the same reason she didn't want to tell a lot of yeah. people that she time-traveled. He's not going to tell people that he fell in love with the time-traveling girl. <laughs> oh, the time-traveler's wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to move forward to our title review then? Yes. And close out this little chapter of Hallmark history? <laughs> let's, let's move on to title review. All right. Title review. So what do you think of the title of this movie, Austin? Would you change it? Um, Does it deserve it? It's not It's not a bad title, except for the fact that Christmas never came in either movie. Right. All of this is happening pre-Christmas. Actually, Christmas really could, again, a lot of these movies, this year in particular, This does, why is it even Christmas? Right. This movie did not have to take place. I did feel Christmassy with the decorations, but there was no urgency around Christmas whatsoever. It wasn't this like she had to get back on Christmas movie. Eve. 
Like if she had to get back on the carousel before the midnight, like of Christmas Eve or something like that, that would have had like that urgency that connects it to the classic Christmas right, movie. Because she wasn't even trying to beat some sort of Christmas deadline. Right. Again, you literally could have picked this movie up, the the movie, the the script. Mm-hmm. And basically plopped it in the summer and it wouldn't have been any different. The only thing that really made it a Christmas movie was the decorations around it. Right. So, so for, for that, I don't think that the title's great because I never got Christmas once. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the best alternate title would be, but I think you do. Well, I, would, I think, well, well, you could go with a basic sort of Back to the Future reference. So you could call it like Back to Christmas right. or something like that. Um, that might be or Christmas too big past. for them. And yeah, you, know, you would say you could call it the Christmas Carousel, <laughs> but we know that there's a movie next weekend that's going to be called the Christmas Carousel. Right. Which I thought that they did two movies with carousels because they had like rented a carousel and needed to get their money's worth. No, but we saw the previews for that. It's a totally different. It's the carousel, carousel I wanted this one it's to a be. Nicer, <laughs> yeah, that looks like a real carousel, like a night, like an actual carousel that they rented for filming whereas this looks like a carousel that the props, props team, department all props to them <laughs> right built i could not build in that. a dirty field <laughs> i mean you could fit like seven people on it <laughs> yeah seven children for sure and and one cheryl so my real movie title for this is around five years ago <laughs> That's my title. <laughs> you know what? I think that's the perfect one because it's not about Christmas at all. We're going around. You get it? Yeah, yeah. We're going around on the carousel, <laughs> and it was five years ago. Um, maybe turning back Christmas. Oh yeah. Okay, there we go. Those are our two alternate titles for this one. I'm not upset by it. I do think Christmas should have been more present, though. If you're going to say Christmas comes twice, yeah, and I guess the Christmas comes comes twice really does evoke a time travel thing, but right. So do we think that George and Cheryl's love will last? I do think this love will last because they they were high school sweethearts. He clearly had a thing for her then. Um, she just needed to get some of this other mess out of her way so that she could focus on him. Like mm-hmm. in the sense of she's able to work from that town now. The the Wellsboro. Yeah. The the job that she has is going to let her work three days a week from home or from there and get her connected with the local college. And he was going to go a different direction in his career. And he's not. He loves teaching now. So they're in the right place now mm-hmm. to settle down. And they, they realize that all that like snark was actually love now that he's waited for her. I think right. he's going to stay there. I agree. I agree with all your points. I think that this is a love that will last forever. For. Ever. Forever. And then when would you watch this movie? I actually think that this is a, a lovely December movie. So I'm absolutely fine exactly where it was in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, this this is a hard one because I don't think there's any particular date that pulls on me mm-hmm. for when to watch it. So I would go with picking a random date. But then I realized this could be a good pick for a Christmas in July because of the snowiness of it mm-hmm. and, and it being less of a super Christmassy. I know that Sometimes what I want in a Christmas in July is to really feel Christmas because it's the middle of the summer. But I think this could be a good yeah, Christmas I think, in July pick. I also think this could have been a really good opening weekend, like an October one, oh, yeah. too, because it would have been a strong opener. Because overall, I actually really like this movie. So in terms of like overall sparks, I'm going to give it like a, a four sparks. 
Oh, four sparks. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was cute. I enjoyed, I thought the acting was good. There was nothing that really took me out of it. The Starks kept me present. It's not like my favorite movie. So maybe it's like 3.75. Yeah. I give it three sparks and four snarks. Okay. Which the, because the snarks can bring up a movie too. Right. All right. I'll, I'll stick with you. Three mm-hmm. sparks and four snarks, but it's definitely one that I would watch again. Yeah. Me too. Um, if nothing for to see if I can figure out any more about what the time travel rules are in this or speculate on those. Right. Absolutely. Because like it does bring up so many time travel questions. And each time you watch it, you will have more time travel questions. Well, and, and with some of these, I wonder if they would bring them back for future movies like that. That carousel could show up for any other characters. Because it's a, I imagine it's got to be a traveling carnival. So it could right. go to different towns. Right. So, so you could have it show up and thrust all sorts of people into love. Love it. That yeah. should totally happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that wraps up pretty much all of our snarks. Yep. So thank you, dear listeners, for listening yet again. Follow us at Hallmark Snark everywhere. Yeah. Um, look for another episode out maybe with a special guest. And then we'll be wrapping up the season. There's not that many weeks next left. week because this is there's only one more weekend of, of Hallmark movie premieres. Is it only one more? I thought we had two more. It's one more. Wow. Christmas is here, y'all. We got a Christmas carousel and we got the um, the cross crunchy Christmas. Those are the last two. Wow. I mean, unless you count the wind calls the heart, but I think they're just replaying the same one right. from last year. So yeah, can't believe it. I think that's everything for tonight. So I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. 